I'm Pastor Michael Landsman, and this is the podcast for Zion Stone United Church of Christ. I'd like to welcome you and to thank you for listening to our Sunday morning sermons. I hope that they're a blessing to you in your walk with our Lord Jesus Christ. Here's what we have for today. Good morning. Thank you for the reading. Let's open with a word of prayer. Almighty God, give us grace to cast away the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Now in the time of this mortal life in which your son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the living and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal through him who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. So we learn today, today is the first Sunday in Advent. In the church, Advent is the season of hope, the season of waiting, the season of changing, of repentance, of turning one's life around. It's the season of anticipation for Jesus coming into our lives. It's the time of waiting for Christmas and the arrival of Jesus on earth. During this season of Advent, we remember the first coming of Jesus. We learn what it means to live in the present, this in-between time, and we wait for the second coming of Jesus. Today, we're going to focus on that in-between period of the Advent season. First, we remember Jesus' first coming, the event that we'll be celebrating in just a few short weeks, Christmas. For this season of Advent, we relive again the greatest event in the history of humankind, the event that showed us God loved us so much that he decided to come to earth to be like us. We wait for the glorious birth of Jesus in the manger. That single event has changed the course of the history of the world because in that event, God declared that you and I are worth something very special. We count. You and I are worth saving from the brokenness of sin and death. We celebrate Christmas because in that event, God declared that everyone counts. No one is left out of God's salvation plan. No one. No matter what you've done, no matter what you haven't done, no matter what you feel about yourself, and no matter how you feel about others, no matter how others feel about you, God says you count. You are worthy of his love. In all the brokenness, grief, suffering, pain, loneliness, hurt, and heartache of the world, God declares by way of this Christmas event, loud and clear, that you and I count. We count not because we deserve it, nor because we have truly earned it, but because God declares it so through his great love for us. It is our worthiness before God that we celebrate during the Advent and Christmas season. It's our special place in God's heart that we cherish and we rejoice upon during this time of year. Which brings us to the present time. Advent reminds us that we live in the in-between time, in between the first and the second coming of Jesus into our lives. It's in this time that Jesus and Paul are speaking about in the scripture readings from this morning from 1 Corinthians. So what does Paul's letter to the Corinthians have to do with the Advent season? These verses show us that the Corinthians were waiting poorly. They were not handling their in-between time with grace. They had the hope of Jesus, but they were building their own little kingdom anyway. 
So Paul wrote this letter to encourage and remind them that in Jesus, they already have everything good that they need. But like the people of Corinth, we all know this is a difficult concept because inherently we don't want change. It's too hard, right? We like staying the way we are because it's far less scary than what change might bring. Plus, we get tired of waiting like they did. We want whatever it is we're looking for and we want it now, instant gratification. In the context of Advent, we want Jesus to come now. As, as we become tired of waiting, we begin to think, is it worth it? Do I have to do what Jesus asks? We know we've experienced some of God's love in the Christmas season, but not all of it, right? So in this in-between time, we wait for God to finish the work he began in that Christmas story. We wait, we wonder, we live as a tiny light in a world of darkness, in a world of despair, in a world of sin, and we wonder, is keeping our light lit really that important? The answer is emphatically, yes. American theologian William Willimon says in his book, Between Two Advents, Paul is simply recognizing that the Corinthians haven't arrived yet, but they were on their way. They still made fools of themselves at times, but they knew who they were and whose they were. The church had been born, but it wasn't finished. The kingdom had come, but it had not come. He continues, God is not finished with us. There is still more glory to be revealed, more surprises in store for us, more birthing to be done. We have not yet arrived. We are in between the now and the not yet, stretched between what has happened and what is to come. It means that the changes are not yet finished. His world is not yet what he intended it to be. He still has some creating to do in the world and in you and me. He has come to us and he is forever coming to us in spite of us, because of us, and for us. He will not stop until our salvation is complete. To us who live in our own dark corner of the world and waver between thinking that we have seen as much as there is to see and thinking that we have not seen anything, who find out the hard way that even after the joy of Christmas, there is still some cross to bear, still some waiting to do, still the need for hope. We who impatiently, groaningly, sometimes despairingly, sometimes hopefully, faithfully wait for his coming, for he, his continuing daily advent among us. See, this in-between time is a time to prepare. It's a time to be on guard, knowing full well we will fail, and yet we will succeed. We will sin, and yet we will be forgiven knowing all the while that we are the redeemed children of the Lord, redeemed by his action, his merit, and his mercy. As Advent begins today, we're caught up in the present, caught up waiting for the future, and caught up looking back to the first coming of Christ in the Christmas event. We sit in this in-between time knowing what is to come, carried only by the hope to get us there. 
Sometimes I wonder how Mary felt in the days leading up to Jesus's birth. What did it feel like to nurture and carry the child that would soon be known as the Messiah? What physical pain and spiritual peace could she have experienced? When she received the news of her unexpected pregnancy, Luke tells us, and, and by Luke, I mean the Gospel of Luke, not Skywalker, Pastor Mike. Mary treasured these things, pondering them in her heart. Those nine months of waiting and not knowing must have been life-changing, but Mary was dripping with faith and protected by hope. The rush towards Christmas celebrations can cause us to overlook the great spiritual advantage of waiting. In this results-driven culture that we live in, waiting is not given much value. In fact, waiting is often seen as a negative. We tend to believe that the product is of far greater importance than the process. But in God's economy, waiting is of great value, for it helps us understand where hope lies. Throughout our lives, we all go through periods of waiting. They aren't usually marked by something as extraordinary as giving birth to Jesus, or even marked uh, by such a specific framework of time, but they represent our periods of growth, the times we patiently nurture a vision to completion. The season of Advent gives us space to remember what it's like waiting for the birth of Jesus, alongside Mary's hopeful expectancy. It leads us to look forward to Christ's return. It gives us a context for all the ways we wait in our own lives, and it explains what we are ultimately waiting for in Jesus's return. It continues to give us hope. There are different ways that we can wait during this in-between time. We can wait in worry, or we can wait in hope. But waiting in worry leaves no room for the hope. The hope of Advent is that Christ will come again. Yes, regardless of human pain and human clumsiness, and in the most marvelous and unexpected way, Jesus is coming. In this season of Advent, we draw strength from all those who have waited before us. We are given hope in the promises God fulfilled in their lives. And we look forward to those same promises that are still being nurtured within us. To that I say, regardless of this in-between anxiousness, come, Lord Jesus, come. Amen. Thanks for joining us for today's podcast. This is Pastor Mike Lansman, and if you have any questions about anything you heard or would like some more information about our church, feel free to email me, malansman at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Zion's Stone UCC, or our website, zionstoneucc.com. We have a GoFundMe set up as well for some repairs that we need, gofundme.com slash UCC. As we continue to navigate the fallout from the coronavirus, I'd like to thank everyone for their continued generosity. It always amazes me how generous you've been. And I pray that the blessings of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit would be with you and would keep you. Amen.